Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On today's episode, we talk to Maddie from The Essentials Club. She's a qualified graphic designer who built up a following on social media from upcycling clothing and has built a highly successful multi-channel personal brand. I hope you all enjoy. I'd like to start the episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording, the Yugambeh people, and paying respects to elders past, present, and emerging. So today on How Do You Hustle, we have Maddie from The Essentials Club. How are you today, Maddie? I'm so good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's such a nice morning here on sunny Gold Coast today. Mm-hmm. I'm like just lapping up this sun and it's... Winter's over, so I'm very happy. (laughs) So you are obviously a DIY and sustainability content creator. And yeah, tell us exactly what you're currently kind of doing as well for your work. Yeah, it is a bit of an overlapping area. I guess it depends what projects I'm working on or I guess what interests are peaking at that time. But like you said, yeah, I focus on DIY and sustainability content and that can range from YouTube to Instagram to blog posts and yeah, all the various platforms out there. But yeah, it's just something that I started off as a hobby, I guess. And it slowly grew momentum as I shared it online and shared my processes and inspiration and what I was up to. And now it's what I get to do full time and it feels really surreal and I'm so thankful for it. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Like I obviously follow uh, you on social media and yeah, some of your videos and uh, how you create like new pieces out of old stuff, like it's just really, really cool. I can see why it like kind of gained that momentum, particularly like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, I'm just sharing that stuff. I guess it's like a visual process as well and it's entertaining to watch. And I hope that I am sharing some inspiration of, you know, ways that people can give new life to things that are already already existing and yeah, yeah. And it just fulfills me and- I love that um so yeah walk us through I actually don't know this story like how did you get started um and yeah how did you kind of get it to the point where you are today yeah so I am a graphic designer I did it for well, have done it for seven plus years I was self-employed, self-employed, ran my own design studio and freelance to clients and did branding and visual marketing and all that stuff, which I love and yeah, did love and still do love and eventually can see myself doing that again. But I came to a fork in the road where I was 
overwhelmed with my work of graphic design. And then, like I mentioned before, I was sharing these DIY tutorials and sustainability inspiration and whatnot online. And that just got to a point where that was taking up a lot of my time as well. So I had to make the decision of whether to pause graphic design or the Essentials Club. And I thought the Essentials Club is one of those things that I love and have so much fun with and it you know it might be something that only lasts for a chapter so I feel like I want to make the most of it so I've paused my graphic design stuff probably what year are we in like a few three years ago now yeah maybe two or three years ago jumped into this full time and yeah it's um it all started just by sharing a few posts on Instagram I feel like I was so glued to the screen with my graphic design Mm. so sewing and upcycling and doing tangible projects was my way to make time away from the screen and be more creative with my hands so that's how the essentials club was born and then eventually I started to yeah just discover what goes into making clothes and even upcycling furniture and stuff around home and then just realizing maybe that doesn't align with my consumption habits at the time and it made me you know look at that and have to reassess and figure out what I want to do moving forward and that was the beginning of my sustainability journey and figuring out that I wanted to reduce my impact and make a positive change and started sharing that online and eventually when I was sharing my blog posts and just Instagram posts and what I was doing I think like that naturally then started to get questions of whether I would make videos and make more visual processes of how I do my stuff so that's when YouTube was born um I think I posted my first YouTube video in like 2019 wow yeah and then just I was sharing the tutorials and I guess a little bit of lifestyle and sustainability tips and eventually a few videos just took off which I'm very thankful for and that's led me to where I am today where I can now jump into it full-time and keep sharing what I love that's amazing like honestly that's in you know social media world that's not that long like Mm. is it like um I guess four years like when you consider that there's people on the platform that have been doing it for like 10 years so you've done really well with it thank you um but we will get to that uh so (laughs) what made you kind of I know you sort of touched on this but like what actually made you take that leap I know you said you didn't want to give up Essentials Club like it I suppose felt like your little baby that was growing but yeah um yeah like what made you one day wake up and be like I'm ready to work for myself full-time like how did you know it was the time well I think with the design work um yeah I worked for myself for seven years and that was again just a natural progression where I was freelancing on the side of other in-house work or even just working at cafes and that got to the point where it felt like it was the time to jump over. I feel like you can kind of feel it in your gut when you know it's time to put your all in. Otherwise, you know, you might be missing out on the opportunity to really Mm. grow it to the point that you know it can get to. So I quit all my secure jobs and jumped into that full time, which was so scary. So scary. But obviously all worked out. And then to the same point with my graphic design and Essentials Club overlap, I was just, yeah, splitting my time. I felt like I wasn't giving my clients probably the time that they deserved and needed. And then the Essentials Club, I was just like squeezing that in between. And I just knew that there was so much more potential for this platform that I was creating. And I just felt that it was either now or never that I needed to fully dive into it and give it the time that it deserves and to hopefully get it to a point 
that I knew that it could get to. So yeah, and also at the time there was, I, I was going through a lot of anxiety and overwhelm with my graphic design stuff. So I think mm. it felt very exciting and like hopeful to be able to dive into the Essentials Club, which I really can create my own schedules and work on my own time and, you know, foster a way that honors my creativity and my flow of work. Mm. Whereas with client work, as much as you are working for yourself, you are still on their schedule. Mm. So I was just starting to get very, yeah, like I just was not sleeping well. I was just like my body was just like tensed up all the time Mm. because I'd be getting these emails and phone calls and messages from clients being like, hey, we need this ASAP. I need this urgent. It's like as much as you want to create your own schedule, at the end of the day, you you always have clients putting these pressures on you. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really at a peak of just like being very burnt out with that. So, yeah, I was very excited at the new potential of really crafting my own time with the Essentials Club. And that's when I was like, you know what, stuff it. I need to make the most of this now and do this for myself. Yeah, it's crazy like – you know, I hear about that a lot in on this podcast. Like when you actually step away and take like the next step, it, it seems to always work out. So, yeah, you know, I think fear, obviously you've got to make sure it's at a point where you're ready, but exactly, like it does usually work out. And so sometimes the biggest thing in your way is actually just fear. Exactly. And I think, yeah, like what you said, it's not you just going in with a unrealistic expectation and uncalculated step to going full time. I think you've probably built yourself up to a point where you think, okay, well, I'm getting this many projects or this much work. I can at least pay my minimums or yeah, yeah I feel like it's good to have a few check boxes of being like, can I at least exist and pay my lifestyle? Yeah. Um, for yeah, sure. Like, That's good. Is there the, exactly. Is that like the flow and gut feeling and um, big picture that I can see myself doing this in the long term? Yeah. I think you really especially the initial stages, there is so much, you know, just putting pure love into it. Is, is the yeah. workload and what you're doing going to get you through the day? Because that's all that's going to exist is you and exactly. whatever you're doing for a while. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, yeah, and I can also resonate with that whole client side, you know, you are always on deadline. And as much as I know you have deadlines now, it's mm it's obviously more manageable. Like it's in your control. If you do have something going on, you can push back like where reasonable. Yeah. Whereas you don't always have that luxury (laughs) when you've got like six clients at a time juggling different deadlines. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, yeah, I still do have clients now. Like I work with brands to create content, but for some reason it feels different. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, yeah, it was, it became a lot and I'm very very thankful that I'm out of that but I feel like it is something I can eventually see myself going back to and maybe when I do go back I'll have more boundaries and I'll have more systems systems in place knowing what I want to avoid and what yeah does work better for me and you can work it around the other stuff that you're doing as well exactly so yeah do you have any advice for creatives who are like sort of sitting on the fence thinking maybe about starting YouTube or starting a TikTok posting regular content and videos yeah what are some like practical tips or pieces of advice you have for those platforms when when you are kind of producing video because I know there's so much interest out there 
in getting started, but it's like, you know, is it too late to start YouTube? Like, could someone start today? And like, what tips would you yeah, have? Yeah, I think you'll find there's always going to be people saying it's too saturated. Don't start. It's over. Like, don't get in there now. But mm. there's always going to be a new wave or a new need of content and people and personalities. So don't ever feel like mm-hmm. there's too much going on already. You've got something unique that you can bring, and it's always going to be well received to some degree. <laughs> but I would yeah. say one of the biggest things holding us back, I know personally for me, it was just being too inside my head and overthinking how I would be perceived, especially from people we know. So yes. I find that's yeah, huge. Um, I guess to help protect yourself from that feeling, maybe just start posting and like don't promote it within your circles. I found like I was posting on YouTube for so long before I even shared it on my socials or on my bigger channels or where people might know me. And I think that allows you time to really just like remove the pressure, start to get your flow of, you know, the type of content you like, the editing, the even the subjects that you mm. like to talk about. Um, whereas when you do start to share it to the people you know or get a bit of an audience, there is much more of a pressure and I feel like you need to, you feel the need to perfect it or you yeah. highly criticize everything because you know it's going to be viewed by these people. So if anything, make the most of that initial stage where, you, where you're probably not going to get True. any views. Um, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. Like I even I spent probably like a year or so still refining you know, how I would edit stuff and even talking to a camera if that's how your your style of content. Um, it all takes time and practice and you're never going to be perfect at the beginning. So remove that pressure to be this like star at the beginning. Um, I hate all of my initial videos. I'm so awkward and yeah, it just, it takes time to figure out how to do that. So just jump into it. Don't stress about it. If you need to hide it for a little bit so that people, you know, don't see it. Um, and then I think carrying on from what I was saying about having your niche content, I think there's an argument of whether you should have niche content or whether you should just like have broad. And I think there's a balance. Like, yeah, if you, I, I was listening to something recently and she said at the core of it, people are coming for you. So that is your base minimum, yeah. like people, your personality or your, the way that you present or just like your perspective on things. Um, I think own that. And that is could just be your niche your personality and your lifestyle so if that Mm. is it hone that otherwise if you have a subject like I do I really enjoy having something that I share and I feel like I bring value beyond just myself because yeah I think that helps me show up and not just be like okay it's just me whereas I can be like oh I'm actually sharing something today I'm excited to show up and hopefully inspire other people to do something or make better change so if you can find something that helps you continue to show up I think that really helps with the again the initial stages where you're probably not going to get much views and things the traction's not really going to be there you probably need you probably need something bigger than just the analytics yeah. at the beginning just yeah you. yeah um and yeah that's probably how you find your people like your audience and your loyal followers is through that niche of what you're yeah. talking about, like with yours, it's obviously DIY and sustainability. Yeah. And, I think there's definitely a, um, a balance. So like if people come for that niche and you eventually, you might personally grow out of it or you want to evolve from it, you don't want to yeah. be just attached to that. So that's definitely been something I've like tried to work on. And I think I started DIY and that helped me get the traction, but now I am putting a bit more lifestyle stuff in there just because that's what yeah. I'm interested in sharing. And I think it helps diversify your audience and interests and yeah, yeah it's a good balance. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think you blend it well. I've watched a couple of your videos. Um, and yeah, I think, I think your content's really organic. And I think that's why you're the perfect person to speak to this because yeah, it is, it is, it doesn't, it, people think that it just happens, <laughs> yep. but like, there's nothing like incidental about it. I can tell it's like quite planned out, like initially. Yeah to get it off the ground and like what maybe you try like maybe some people try a couple of different oh, niches and different types of content. like don't be afraid to do that like if you need to pivot pivot or maybe like whether it's like not gaining the traction from the audience or whether it's not interesting you anymore like it's totally fine to evolve and you know experiment we don't need to pigeonhole ourselves and how no no um and how do you find the beast that is TikTok because oh. <laughs> um, I know you're doing quite well on there but yeah like uh what advice do you have for people maybe there's a brand owner listening or someone just starting out in creating their own content like I know it changes all mm. the time but yeah like what's your kind of philosophy when it comes to TikTok like should you put all your eggs in that basket at the moment or do you think it's smart to kind of space out across a few channels I think it's definitely smart to yeah be across the channels that make sense to what you're sharing I think it is worthwhile to maybe choose one main one and focus on that and then the rest of the channels Mm. or platforms help link back to that so for me my top pillar would probably be YouTube and therefore when I create a Mm. new tutorial or I have a new vlog or something I can then create sub content pieces that then help link back to that so say if I have yeah. 
a new tutorial, I could then have a little TikTok and reel and whatever else that helps, yeah, just showcase that that is, if you liked this little bite-sized piece, here's a longer form that you can go to. Um, yeah, so that I found has yeah, worked for, for sure. me. And then, yeah, again, just experimenting and playing around and I know that my DIY content does best, but then also I love like filtering my little lifestyle pieces in there because they just, I guess, help people find out a bit about, a bit more about me, connect with the person behind what is like the person who's sharing all this stuff. And also it's just fun to, you know, have diverse output. Otherwise you I personally will just get bored with what I'm putting out if it's all consistently the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you jump on trends or do you, like, I've noticed yours never seems, I feel like you make it yeah. your own. Um, but yeah, like I, I just hear lately, like when I'm talking to people and like in, I've done some creative meetups, as you know, just talking to people and they're like, oh, it's so hard to keep up with the trends mm. and like the different algorithm, like how to get your stuff featured on various platforms with video. But do you think it's necessary, like when there's that many people doing the trends to always follow the trends or is it sometimes better to kind of do something a little bit different? Yeah, I I even personally battle with this Mm. idea. Um, I definitely get online and I'm like, oh, I need to be doing this. I need to keep up with this. I'm behind there. I'm not doing good enough, not doing enough. So I definitely can relate Mm. to that mindset. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just, I want to be enjoying what I put out there and feel connected and not Mm. just forcefully creating stuff so that it gets to this mass audience. Every time I've found that something blows up, so say if it does, is a trending audio or an edit that seems to be liked and it, yeah, does well, it gets to all these corners of the internet that I don't really want to be. So I kind of get really yeah. nervous now if something goes That's viral true. because at the beginning all your people are there and it's exciting and nice and then you start to slowly get these people who are just like unnecessarily mm. mean. And I'm totally open to um, what's it called? Yeah, feedback, feedback and evolving yeah. and taking on, you know, criticism that is something that I can, yeah, better myself in the future. But some people are just downright rude for no reason. And yeah, yeah I think there's a, trolls. exactly. I think there's a, such a glorified aspect of going viral. And especially, I guess, if you have a business and a product, it can benefit you. And for content that is monetized by views, it definitely helps. But there is definitely a fine line of then protecting your mental health if it does blow up. Um, maybe choosing to not read the comments after a certain amount of views or um, just accepting that you're happy with the final content that you put out there and if it's not connecting with everyone that's fine like you're you can be the juiciest peach in the world but someone might not like a peach like (laughs) that's so true yeah um, it's really taught me to have thicker skin and be confident within myself and come back to that like even if I feel like Mm. I'm getting down over what someone's saying online, I can like, well, I actually enjoyed what I shared and I look at that piece that I've created and I love it. So it doesn't matter if this person doesn't like it. If yeah, they, I wasn't making like it for it, them. Yeah. I was making it for me. So at the end of the day, I think if you're putting out the content that you like um, and it does well, that's amazing. And then you can be happy with what you put out. Whereas yeah. if you're just creating content because of the virality or the trendiness of it 
and then it does like get yeah. this negative feedback then you'll be like oh yeah that's not me and it is crap so yeah. why did I do that it's not authentic yeah so it's a it's definitely balanced but I, I do like experimenting and seeing what's trending me like okay can it happen mm. I like adapt this to be a message that feels right to what I want to share or yeah make it relatable so I definitely keep an eye out and try my best but I'm not forcing myself to do it or putting all this pressure to create my whole feed to be trendy and just there to blow up you obviously work for yourself and yeah like daily you're it's just as you said it's just you what keeps you in check and like keeps you accountable um and how do you kind of structure that across your days as well yeah I think it goes back to having a subject beyond me I think if I was just turning up Mm. every day and sharing my life I'd get a bit bored of that and probably a bit imposter syndrome and be like why am I here Mm. what am I doing whereas having something that I'm sharing that I feel like yeah is inspiring or creating change that is what I always come back to when I'm feeling uninspired just be like okay well maybe you don't want to show up but what can you present or be here on behalf of that helps me show up each day so I think that is at the core of my inspiration but at this and then beyond that um I'd say yeah just having routines that help me stay connected to the outside world it it would be very easy to just stay at home or do everything on my own or go to the studio and hang out there all day um which I think would just make me feel like I'm stuck in a matrix so balancing out having a social life and getting out into nature and being there for my people um that helps keep me motivated and have balance um yeah lots of coffee lots of downtime for myself as well um as a little introvert who's apparently showing up online and putting herself out there she needs some good like restocking of energy yeah how have you kind of you mentioned that you are an introvert and like um it it didn't always come like second nature but obviously you're very good at what you do but how have you kind of overcome I guess that fear of like filming in public and like talking on camera all the time, like, cause you're very good at it. Like you've obviously worked through that, but yeah. How do you have any advice on um, ways to get more confident? Yeah, I, Like you mentioned, it definitely didn't and doesn't come naturally to me. It feels very not forced, but I guess like I really have to step into almost like a character where I'm just like, okay, today we are being Maddie in front of a camera or this mm. is the objective um I think going through the process of videoing yourself editing yourself so you look at every way that you vocalize and present yourself to a camera is very eye-opening so like I mentioned before just getting started and maybe even if you have a few practice rounds where you don't even intend to share it to the public so setting up the camera talking to it editing it seeing how you could better present something it's almost like you have to be a bit self-critical and refine that process and just understand if you want to get a message across or, um, you know, a project or whatever you are presenting, you want to make it enjoyable so that people understand it and that you're, you know, I know in the first few videos of mine, I'm very like, just like, hi, like just straight edge. And it's like, no, it's not going to be exciting or entertaining or even perceivable for people because they're just like who like why is this why is this cow just like so straighty 180 so I think again just thinking beyond yourself and how 
not overwhelming yourself with how it's going to be perceived, but it is going to be perceived from, from someone on the other end. So just curating that in a way that it is enjoyable mm. and presented well um, takes time, definitely doesn't happen straight up. If it does, then you're a natural talent and you should really make the most of that. But yes, jumping into that. And then, so I think as well, just that we need to remember what we choose in life, we have to live it. And if this is something that you truly want to try and tick off in your life and achieve I know I would rather look back in life and just go I'm glad I tried it maybe you know not everything does work out perfectly but at least you know that you tried it and if in you know some cases it does do well it's like well now you get to live the benefits of the effort that you have put in and the fears that you've overcome um I love yeah, I think I've listened to a few good podcasts over the years talking about fear and that, you know, let fear be a tailwind, not a headwind. And there's always growth on the other side. I think that always inspires me to keep going. If I feel uncomfortable, I know that I'm probably pushing myself to do better and to grow. So using that as inspiration rather than, you know, letting it stop you every time. I think if you let that feeling of fear be a roadblock every time you feel it, you're going to stay in the same spot. And I know personally that doesn't inspire me. I want to keep growing and I want to evolve and I want to live this fulfilled life that I know I have the potential to do. So it takes a little internal pushing and getting over that, which is hard, but I promise it'll be amazing on the other side. And it might be a bit cringy, but well, we're on this floating rock in this orbiting world and probably we'll all be forgotten about in a few years' time. So like make the most of it. (laughs) Exactly. I always say that. (laughs) Same. I'm like, I Um, could go down the existential crisis mode, but then I choose for that to be like a motivator instead. (laughs) Exactly. And just on that point, like, would you say consistency is part of the reason you have grown your channels to where they are today in terms of that following and that loyal, like, audience? Because, yeah, like I, I didn't touch on this before, but how many times a day, oh, how many times a week do you think is good to be posting if you are trying to be a creator? Yeah, I honestly think I could be better in the consistency world. Um, it's something that I'm constantly trying to get better at. Um, so to some degree, I think on when I was, when I am more consistent, I can definitely see that you know, it becomes familiar in people's feeds or people then know that it is a part of their schedule to tune into this video or that you're going to be posting about yeah. this. So I think consistency can benefit on the audience end because then people expect stuff, mm. but then it does put a higher pressure on you because then you, you know you've got to deliver upon that. So I think if you can keep up a certain consistency that is healthy for yourself where you don't burn out and you know that you can show up in that amount, I would say, yes, it is very beneficial and try and do that. Um, That is me giving myself (laughs) advice there. I need to take that on. Um, Yeah, it is hard at the end of the day. Like I'm saying, like I would love to be more consistent, but it does take, you know, if you, especially if you are doing it yourself, you're coming up with the ideas, you're filming it, you're editing it, you're sharing it on these channels, you're then creating all these sub pieces of content to share. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, just is a lot. And I need to find a good flow of that so I'm very imperfect in that journey and that's the human existence but yeah, if you're someone who maybe can be a bit more structured go for it 
please be more consistent. It will. Well, maybe that's maybe that's nice for people to hear though that you don't post all the time, yeah. but you've still managed to grow yeah. it. You know, so I definitely go through waves, and I think maybe that's something that I could. Well, I mean, it is something that I am trying to be better at is that I go through, especially as a woman, like we go through these ebbs and flows of being inspired yeah. and being creative and being in our flow and summer and whatever you want to call it. So, you know, maybe that is something that I need to make the most of a bit more. And when I do have the energy and the inspiration, mm. like maybe bulk the content and then maybe when I'm feeling a bit less energized, that can be like my editing yeah. period. So That's I think fun. as well, like you can have all these expectations and, pressures that you put on yourself but you've also got to honor how you work and your flow and yeah adapt to that so I know it's a it's a it's one of those things but I will say you are pretty active and consistent on the stories like you're you're good with sharing there yes I think that is somewhere where I know I think it's somewhere where you can just show up and you know, I don't have to overthink it. It is very much in the moment I yeah. can share what I'm doing. And I think when it gets to the editing stage or putting something on a feed, that's when I personally overthink it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I've sat on this for too long. It's not even relevant anymore. And I'm like, I might as well just post stuff. Whereas in a story, I'm like, oh, snap what I'm doing or snap what's inspiring me or the behind the scenes or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you see other people show up in their authentic self because it's just – it is less filtered naturally. Um, it's very in the moment. So, and it is something that I guess I can always have there. So if someone new does come to my page, they can be like, Oh, what's she up to right now? Or if you are an old follower, you like know that I'll probably be sharing it in my day to day. So at least if I'm inconsistent in other areas, I try and show up there. So how does the whole process of like, I know you have brand partnerships and um, they're brands that you work with sort of on a more regular basis, as well as ones that you sort of work with you know, ad hoc, how does that whole process work? Like, do you approach them or do you get approach or a bit of both? Like, how does it work? I think at the beginning, I was very much just floating around, just trying to align with what felt right and whatever came my way. Um, I think, yeah, from the beginning, I've always made sure to align any opportunity to my values so that at the core is how I figure out whether I say yes or no or whether yeah. I will genuinely use it or if it meets my pillars of DIY or sustainability or something like that. So that is my – I think it's good to have that. Have your guide on what you want to align with yeah. and what you feel you can naturally and excitingly share. Um, so, yeah, initially people would just reach out through Instagram um, I guess when I had a smaller mm-hmm. following or I have my email on my website as well. So some brands from YouTube opportunities found me through that and would email. Um, it's a very unknown world, like how to price, how to set up contracts and deliverables and um, even like ongoing, mm. um, what's it called, like rights for them to use it and the length of time, like that's something I didn't know. So about a year or so into doing the contracts yeah Yeah. exactly um a year or so into doing it I was just doing it on my own and then I signed up to an agency which a friend of mine had recommended and that has honestly just like streamlined everything and Mm. I don't really do the liaising and the I guess coming up with the terms and conditions of the opportunity which for me is such a relief because I hate all that back and forth. And like I said, it's not my world. I don't know how to price stuff. I don't know how to um, 
you know, like put barriers within the expectations and the ongoing availability of the content for them to use. So yeah, having the agency has been so good. Sometimes I'll still get the inquiries coming straight to me through Instagram or through emails. So if any opportunities come directly to me, I will then just forward them through to my contacts at the agency and they will just pick it up straight away. Um, And likewise, if anything then comes directly to the agency, they'll always come to me and be like, hi, this opportunity has come up for some content creation. Would you like to say yes? So there's always an initial period where I can look over the brand, the product, the deliverables that they expect. um, And I can kind of either say yes, say no, push back. Um, And then once it has been, you know, a yes or no, then I will then start pitching ideas. So say, um, yeah, some of my big ongoing pieces are with Bunnings. Um, They've come to Mm -hmm. me for individual projects where they say, this is our campaign. Do you have any projects that could fit within that? And then other times they've been like, hi, like we want an ongoing six month period. Do you think you've got like five projects that you could do maybe once a month? Um, and then I will just pitch everything that I want to do. So everything that I am sharing is Amazing. stuff that I genuinely want to do and that we either had coming up like yesterday. It's so weird. Darcy and I in the morning were talking about doing something around home. And then the agency messaged me being like, hi, we have this product. Do you think you could no doing yet and I was like that is <laughs> so whack because Darcy and I were just saying Freaky. we wanted to do that so we manifested a job yesterday and yeah love that um it's exciting it feels like I said earlier it just feels exciting and very like I'm cheating the system because I'm genuinely doing what I would be doing and I'm now getting paid anyway for it. yeah yeah and I feel like that's the best content uh at, from a viewer's perspective you know I've, I've follow some creators and when it just seems very organic in the flow of what they're talking about that their promotion and it's like clearly just something that they use anyway like I I think that works so much better and that's sort of something with the podcast as well that I both with guests or with promotions Mm -hmm. like it's something I really think about as well because I'm like even at this like beginning stages like I don't want to work with brands that are like really left of field to what I believe in. Totally, Yeah. And I think there's always going to be a gut feeling and you've really got to listen to that. Like as soon as I see a brief come through and I'm like, "Mm, that feels really like I'm not going to be showing up as myself and I'm going to be forcing a storyline or some way of introducing this product into my life or routine. Whereas I'm like, if something pops up and I'm like, oh, I already use something similar or even that exact product. Like, of course, I'm going to jump onto that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think I, like, I would say that you're really good at that from, um, you know, what I've seen Hmm. because it it doesn't even seem like you're promoting something. You're just posting (laughs) a photo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely try and prioritize that. So I'm glad it's coming across like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this has been an absolute pleasure. If people would like to follow you uh, mm-hmm. on any of your channels, where can they go? Everything is under The Essentials Club um, on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Pinterest, on my website. Um, I think I made a threads, but look, she's not really showing up there. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Threads has kind of gone to sleep yeah, for a while. I literally while. had no space. Will she come back? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I had no space in my phone this morning. I had to. I was like, what do I delete? And I was like, I'm deleting Threads, honey. <laughs> Don't yes. use you. See yeah. ya. Time to go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we had like a week where it was like everyone was on there. I, I reckon watch that space. I reckon they're going to come back with like video or something <laughs> it has potential um I'm it just, definitely does yeah. I'm not there yet but yeah. do we need more platforms hmm not sure no, no please no <laughs> um thank you so much Maddie um yeah it's so nice to talk to you obviously we do know each other but um yeah it's it's just like so great and I think that some of the things that you are sharing are really, really useful for business owners um, and, you know, creatives that are looking to, you know, take that next step with their digital content. So mm. thanks. Thank you so much. I hope it all made sense. I hope I can help you out. But yes, thank you. Love it what does. you're doing as well. Bless. <laughs> I love that chat with Maddie. She is actually a friend of mine and such a humble and beautiful person. I always love picking her brains because she genuinely is so knowledgeable in what she does. And, you know, it doesn't just happen by accident building a profile online and, you know, marketing yourself essentially and your products and and what you create. So I think there's something like every business owner or every person with a social media presence can take from this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Nearing the end of the year, I can't believe it. And of course, if you have enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, please run, don't walk and give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Don't forget to follow us as well. And you can also leave us a little review if you're feeling generous. You can also follow us on social media at How Do You Hustle on all platforms. I'll talk to you all really soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.